The planet is heating up. The oceans are becoming filled with plastic. Change starts now. Change starts now. We're on a countdown to zero waste. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast. Here's your host, Laura Nash. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zero Waste Countdown podcast and radio show. I'm your host, Laura Nash, and with me today is Ned Monroe, and he is the CEO of the Vinyl Institute. Welcome to the show, Ned. Thank you very much for having me. So tell me a little bit about what the Vinyl Institute is. Well, probably for folks that don't understand what vinyl is, it's probably the best place to start is, is what are the kind of things that you touch. So we're vinyl record albums. We are vinyl flooring and vinyl wall covering, the vinyls in uh, billboards. Uh, the biggest single use of vinyl is in construction. About 70% of vinyl is used in construction projects, uh, residential homes, office buildings. So mm-hmm. primarily that's uh, pipes, PVC pipes. It includes flexible wiring. It includes uh, vinyl siding and vinyl flooring and vinyl windows. Uh, but we have stuff in uh, almost everything people are, are working and touching with. There's some great qualities that vinyl has that makes it a real benefit for certain certain um, uses. So, mm-hmm. for example, in automotives, we're here in Detroit today. So the automotive industry uses an awful lot of vinyl because it's lightweight, it's very durable, and it also is very resistant to flame. So it doesn't burn like a lot of other properties that you might. So in, in an engine compartment, depending on the temperature, it's a pretty good use in that. We use it in uh, homes because it's very resilient, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really good for environmental concerns because PVC has an incredibly long life cycle. Uh, If you put a PVC pipe in the ground, for example, either for uh, clean drinking water or wastewater, that pipe could last up to 100 years. Uh, It's lightweight to to transport around the country. It lasts a very long time, so you don't have to worry about replacing it, which includes you don't have to dig it up. You don't have to have the the heavy uh, bulldozers out tearing up the streets. So Mm -hmm. it's a pretty um, environmentally we think positive story that we have that we can tell about some of the stuff. So I have PVC pipes in my home for water, mm-hmm. but are they also the pipes that are under the the ground in like the big water main? That's correct. Pipes? So they go okay. up to as big as 60 inches. So pretty big. Those are generally in sewer uh, uses, uh, but it's the, the small diameter pipes all the way up to 60 inches. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty good product, well used. So our, our, uh, our main, I guess, competitor or the folks that use other kind of pipes is generally ductile iron pipe, which is not as good because it corrodes, it rusts, it leaches chemicals. And the other part, we heard a sustainable brands conference. So the other problem that we have with the ductile iron pipe is when it rusts, it takes a lot of force, a lot of energy, a lot of, of pressure to pump water through these pipes. So our pipes, PVC pipe, are slick. They don't uh, have the rust and the contaminants that uh, that you might get with a, a rusty iron pipe, for example. Is that because the rust kind of builds up and would, would create That's correct. Fr- friction? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Interesting. So, so as a Navy person, you know, you know, it's, all, it's a, the equivalent of having the barnacles on the side of the right? ship. You're going to have a lot of crud on the inside of those uh, those rusty metal pipe over time. Yeah. And in fact, the, the diameter of the pipes get smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. So not only do you have more more energy to push the water through and it's not as clean, you also have a smaller diameter so you can't get the volume of water. So here in Michigan, 
Uh, for example, the folks in Flint, you know, one of the things you have to think about is uh, how do you replace a, a product uh, to make sure that you're going to have an environmentally safe, clean, durable product that, that meets requirements of the community. Mm-hmm. The other thing we talk about vinyl is it's pretty lightweight. So it doesn't really require the transportation infrastructure and cost when we're moving it around the country. Now, you asked earlier, what, what is vinyl? To the folks in the audience that don't know, the basic building blocks of vinyl are basically uh, brine, so salt water, and natural gas. So because we have a lot of natural gas in the United States, and we obviously have a lot of salt, it's a, a, an advantage for us um, in those two main building blocks uh, mm-hmm. here in the United States. So is it kind of a byproduct of gas, or is it gas directly? So it's one of the, one of the things that we use. It's a, a, one of the chemical reactions that we use is to get the, the, uh, the ethylene that's then combined with the uh, brine, the saline, to create uh, PVC, okay. polyvinyl chloride. Right. So I've heard that it's not good to have in something like a baby toy that's like a rubber duck, because I think a while ago, overseas, they're making these little rubber toys. And so we said, okay, it's probably not good for babies to be chewing on them because something could leach out. But the pipes themselves for water are actually like quite good because nothing's really going to leach out of them. Is that so that's correct. So when you yeah. have a, so there's two kind of, of properties when you look in vinyl. You have the durable vinyl that's not flexible. So you have rigid. So right. that would be siding and flooring uh, and pipes. And the, the flexible vinyl are in uh, cabling and in toys and in curtains and uh, yeah. a lot of everyday uses that you might see. Now, there's a lot of different advantages and disadvantages with everything that you buy. And you have to look at the regrettable substitutions is, is how we, we refer to it. Mm. So, for example, they use uh, vinyl, uh, PVC, in meat wraps. So when you go to the store and you're buying a, a package of meat, there'll be a little bit of the PVC that's actually in that meat wrap that's wrapping your 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 steak when you're at the at the store. What part? Like the, uh, the film, the flat, the, really? the film, the, the the saran wrap, as you, you know, in effect. Saran wrap is made with. It's not, but in effect. But the meat wrap, and it is because PVC has components that allow a certain amount of air to go back and forth between that barrier, which is a good thing because it doesn't trap pathogens within the meat. And it also, you can smell it when the meat is going bad. So it actually is one of those properties where you might say, well, do I really want PVC around the meat? In fact, you really do. Uh, there are some uh, some butchers and some meat companies that have tried to not use it. And then you have problems where you have the safety of the food at risk. So mm-hmm. you, you have to, you have to balance with everything in life. You have to kind of balance what is, what what is the appropriate use and what's the the potential uh, regret if you uh, substitute something else that's not as good. Very interesting. So I actually use it for my flooring at home and I had to choose between tile and between vinyl. And so I chose the vinyl in my kitchen and this is kind of funny because... It's beautiful, isn't it? Well, <laughs> it's better for me because I have an eight-year-old and I can drop a bottle of wine on it sure. and it won't break. Sure. If I drop a bottle of wine on tile, it's right. either going to break my tile or it's going to smash the wine into a million but, bits. But, so. that's, but that's a responsible <laughs> choice. I mean, it really, I'm actually when you happy th- with it. When you think about it, um, you know, there there's uh, checks and balances, there's advantages and disadvantages and different things. And when you look at a flooring like that, you think about the opportunities of what, are you, what does it cost to manufacture that item? Where is it coming from? Where is it transported? How is it mined? So if you're using a tile, you have, you have disadvantages because it is harder. It's, uh, you have, uh, uh, there's some health concerns about the sand and the uh, silicosis, I believe is what it's called, so which calls cancers of the lungs for the folks that are cutting that. So oh, there's wow. a lot, I mean, just, there's uh, not to disparage one over the other, but there's always these, these advantages or disadvantages. We like it because it's very, very durable. 
durable. Mm-hmm. There's, it's a cost-effective choice for individuals, uh, and it will uh, last a long time. And the other thing is it's recyclable. The, you know, the Vinyl um, Institute is very, very keen in promoting our recyclability of our vinyl products. Mm-hmm. So in, uh, in the last year, we recycled over 1.1 billion pounds of vinyl in, uh, in North America. And of all the stuff that's in a landfill, only 0.8% is actually PVC or vinyl. So it's a very, very small percent. And oh. that which is out there, we're, we're recycling. We recycle both uh, pre-consumer. So let's say you're a pipe manufacturer and the pipe doesn't come out right. Mm-hmm. They'll regrind it right on the spot, put it back in, and they'll, they'll reform it. They'll re-extrude it into a new pipe. And post-consumer, we're very involved in taking back vinyl siding, vinyl flooring, vinyl roofing. So, you know, kind of the, the film that goes on top of roofs. Uh, and a lot of folks are taking back uh, vinyl billboards, for example, nowadays, uh, because there's a real opportunity to recycle. Uh, what, we, what we understand is that vinyl can be recycled up to seven times without using, uh, losing any of its uh, durability and really? uh, abilities. So you don't have to add any new products to it? You can just... Well, it, you know, obviously it's going to be turned into different, different products because yeah. if you're going from virgin PVC to a recycled product, the color might be a little different. But if it's if it's brand new pipe, if it's a, if it's a brand new pipe that hasn't been uh, gone out in uh, into the ground, yes, you can keep doing that up to eight times. Wow. Most people that recycle, they're using it. Uh, a lot of it is in uh, kind of the black drainage pipes that you might see at Home Depot. Have those, yeah. yeah, so you <laughs> see those kind of it. You know, in, in uh, uh, the bigger, uh, darker sewer pipes that you'll mm-hmm. see, is some of that is recycled content. They also use it for fencing. So they'll put, uh, you know, the, the vinyl fencing that you see as, as opposed to metal or wood fencing. They're going to a lot of the, the vinyl. Uh, and the interior posts will be uh, the recycled, and then they'll have kind of a cleaner look on the outside. So recycled content is growing pretty high. So what is it about vinyl that makes it so easily recyclable? Uh, part of it's the chemicals. Yeah. Right. It's just the chemistry Compounds. that you can involve. You can just you can just reform it right back into it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, it's durable. It's a great chemistry behind it that makes it uh, a, a great a great uh, uh, property. Mm-hmm. So, what is the Vinyl Institute's Vinyl Sustainability Council? Hey, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> we're actually here at the Sustainable Brands, and we're actually launching our. Vinyl Sustainability Council is an organization that's come together of all folks in the vinyl value chain. So it's everybody from the Vinyl Siding Institute, us, and the Vinyl Siding folks, and the the Resilient Flooring folks, and companies that make PVC, to people who make pipes, and people who are selling pipes. So it's the whole value chain. And actually, they came together over the past three years. They collaborated they kind of looked and see what are the uh, the opportunities and what are the, uh, the anticipated threats on the horizon, Good. and they came together to to uh, to develop what we're calling Vantage Vinyl. And Vantage Vinyl is our collaborative sustainability program. And Laura, I'll tell you, here's where we come from. So we're at Sustainable Brands Conference in Detroit, and I think everybody here understands a pretty urgent truth, and that is. That if we go about doing what we're doing, our normal day-to-day life, with the population going to be growing to 10.5 billion people in the next 30 years, we're going to need three planets worth of natural resources in order to meet the needs of that 10.5 billion people. We think that sustainable uh, materials such as vinyl is one of the solutions to meet that growing need. So what we're trying to do is talk to people about how sustainable material like vinyl can bring 
great health care solutions to uh, people in need. So, for example, blood bags. And we have uh, floorings in hospital and wall coverings. So if you're moving a, a hospital room, a patient comes and goes in 30 minutes, you've got to disinfect the room so pathogens aren't transported. Uh, you need a really good surface that can be disinfected, and vinyl is one of those. Can I ask you about the blood yeah. bag, though? Mm-hmm. Like, is that safe for blood? It's completely safe. In fact, it's a recommended use. The other one would be going to glass bottles, and you'd have to sterilize. So the, yeah. the property of the, the vinyl doesn't allow the blood, uh, the lines to crimp. And that's one of the big problems that you get in, in uh, blood bags. Oh, okay, um, I see. But we actually have a fantastic recycling program that uh, we're spearheading here in the United States. It's already happening in Australia, we're doing here. And they're recycling uh, the blood bags. One of a major hospital wow. chain to take those bags. That's tough because healthcare companies do not like to recycle, right? But it's it's something that you have to do, right? Because it's, it's, uh, it's the right thing to do. Um, we all recognize that, uh, that we, we have to have the resources to meet the needs. The other thing that, that we're really very focused on is, um, you know, we, we're looking at recycling. We're looking at so landfill diversions. We're looking at health and safety. And we're also looking at the emissions issue. But for us, you know, vinyl has a fantastic story that we can tell. Our landfill diversion is actually working. We're starting announcing our Vantage Vinyl program today. And the goal here is to, to set measurable goals that are really concrete, that really are going to have a difference. And we're going to publicize uh, the results as we go through, the, you know, the improvement we're making. And I think people are going to realize long term that vinyl is a, a product, is a, is a solution to what's going on in sustainability right now. You know, uh, we all want to get to zero waste. You know, maybe you start zero waste, manufacturing waste to landfill, and then you get zero waste to landfill. But part of that solution has to be the life cycle. In uh, vinyl, particularly when you have pipes and, and uh, you know, wiring things that last 100 years, that's a, that's a great solution that you're not just throwing things out every you know, I don't know, every couple months, every couple years. Mm-hmm. And it's safe to, to use hot water in them too, right? I oh, just absolutely. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you have to follow your manufacturer's specifications. So, for example, a lot of hot water um, is used in the PVC, yeah. but you, you can only do it at certain temperatures. So, for example, at your home and your furnace, you'll have a flue gas vent, and um, the Pipes are regulated to a certain amount of temperature, so you might want to get CPVC, chlorinated CPVC, that gives you a different level. But you just follow the manufacturer's recommendation when the contractors are putting it in. They're all certified. and They'll put in the right material that you want to. Want to mm-hmm. use, but absolutely. Do you have other examples of uh, sustainable sustainable examples? Because I kind of interrupted you with the blood bag thing because I just oh. wanted to, to ask <laughs> well, you about that. I mean, so, so let's see. So um, the blood bag is is really a great one. I'll tell you another yeah. one on on the healthcare setting. Oh, good. So we were talking about uh, moving uh, hospitals um, into uh, you know they have to sanitize and they have to um, clean the rooms as patients are coming out. There are very few properties, materials that'll stand up to the bleaches and the disinfectants in those rooms. And what happens is they're moving fast. So the cleaning crew comes in, the nurses come in, and they wash down all the surfaces. They're supposed to come in and rinse them off as well, right? So you come in and you sanitize, then you rinse, it all dries out. Well, sometimes the nurses don't have time or the the staff at the hospital doesn't have time. Mm -hmm. And what happens if you don't do that the right way, the material degrades, it starts to decompose, and there's one hospital chain that put in a different kind of material in their chairs, and and you know like the you know you'll have a a chair in the hospital room, um, and they lost eight million dollars. 
in uh, furniture in that hospital. And oh, from like the bleach and Because stuff? it was the material that they had on the chairs and the sofas and the waiting rooms, $8 million worth of failures. And, and the and person- And they went to landfill, right? They are going into landfill. So we were at a, a conference much like this. It was a healthcare conference and it was an architects, designers, and specifiers. And the person from this, this one hospital, he said, you know, it's a tragedy. I'm $8 million over budget, but it's not just $8 million over budget. Because we had these failures, it's $8 million- of cancer treatment we couldn't provide, $8 million worth of clinical trials, $8 million worth of additional equipment. So well, when, when we talk about vinyl, part of this is to, to talk to architects and specifiers to say, look at what material you're, you need to meet that requirement. And if it does, that's great. But most important thing is just go with something well-researched so that you can, um, you don't have to replace it. You don't have to throw away something. And, th- and that's one of the biggest things that we talk about in vinyl is just find the right product. It's durable, uh, meets the need that you're trying to fulfill. And uh, hopefully it'll be vinyl, but if not, whatever it is, make sure it works for that so you don't have to throw it away. You don't have to landfill it. So some people have quoted me as saying that I'm against plastic. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't say that because I'm not against plastic at all. I'm just trying to make sure that it doesn't like get into the ocean or or contaminate soils or whatever. So right. it's actually very nice to hear from you and to hear about all the uses because it has a very, very important place in our world and it's not going to go away and it's helping a lot of people. And it's very nice to hear that it's in the medical industry because I also say that we can't really blame the medical industry for, you know, my cousin's a dentist and he goes through 80 pairs of gloves a day. That's a lot, right? Yeah, well, sure. But what else are you supposed to do? Contaminate people and get right. them sick? Yeah. You can't do that, you right? Can't. So there's there's a lot of good uses. So uh, I like and, to hear all this. And, and we are also watching, you know, we are a plastic. Um, we're actually number three. If you look at the bottom, you know, the, the okay. triangles, we're, we're number three. But we're not part of the plastic waste stream that's going into the uh, the ocean. Um, it's not a major component of that. Uh, there might because be a little bit in netting, used. in netting, and a, a little bit in um, around, uh, you know, like a lobster trap that might be coated in PVC. The plastics around that, but it's a very minuscule part. Uh, but it's something obviously we're concerned about because we're looking at this as a global journey. Uh, it is not something that's just, you know, a, a greenwashing uh, marketing campaign for us. And so, you know, the, the the marine waste obviously is very concerning to us as well. We we belong to the Global Vinyl Council, so we have counterparts. We're, we're just the United States, but we have counterparts around the globe, and it's something that we all pay attention to. You know, we all want clean air. We all want clean water. We want a good, clean, safe food supply. We want to work protect our workers communities where we we manufacture and it's it's i mean these concerns are just like everybody else's concerns you know we have a a, an approach for us is landfill diversion um and one of the things that's good for us is our material because for example pipes you're putting it in the ground it's going to be there for 100 years 50 years uh it's uh it's a it's a great solution for for things and it's not kind of the disposable uh waste stream that we do see a lot of you know, we are involved in talking to folks more about recycling. We have about 40 PVC recycling um, centers around the country. Um, and uh, we also in, are involved in talking to folks about the technology of the, the waste stream. Is how, how do you sort the plastics yeah. to make sure that it's if it all comes in in one stream, maybe we need a secondary MRF that, that uh, can separate the different 
types of uh, plastic so you can get additional recycling as you go down Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's that's a goal i think for everybody in the plastics industry is to figure out how to recapture that whether it's the mechanical recycling or whether it's uh, you know advanced recycling and maybe it's chemical where you're breaking down the molecules and you're taking it back to a fuel that you might be able to use but a lot of a lot of innovation is in the space and something that we all take very seriously whenever you hear about the marine waste issue yeah, good. And you took some values, I think, from the United Nations 2017 Sustainable Development Goals. We did. We did. We so when we when we started on the journey about three years ago, we did a materiality impact, and and the impact categories that we came up with were health and safety, uh, landfill diversion, as I mentioned, and uh, emissions. And we we mapped those because this is a global journey against UN SDGs uh, six, nine, and twelve, and those are clean water. Uh, industry innovations and responsible uh, product and consumer uh, consumption. So it's we, we we have our things that we're looking at very specifically domestically related to vinyl, but we absolutely have mapped it right back up to the UN SDGs. It's it's, it's critical. We're on a, we're on a global journey. You know, I, I said earlier, 10.5 billion people. We need three planets worth of resources. We, we, we have to look at this as a solution. What are, how are we going to innovate? How are we going to anticipate what the problems are? How do we collaborate to come up with some good strategies? And then how do you measure them? So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, and I think it's uh, 1.1 billion pounds of vinyl are recycled annually just in the U.S. and Canada. That's correct. So that's it's, a it's, a, it's, a, it is, it is a lot. We have, a, we have some really good uh, current you know, current benchmarks, I guess. We have a long way to go. The, the interesting thing is that we've increased our recycling 40% among post-consumer recycling since 2014. So 40% increase in post-consumer recycling of vinyl, which is really something. So people are taking back their, their old vinyl windows and vinyl siding and vinyl flooring. So a lot of it in the roofing. So uh, we have some companies that will install vinyl flooring in uh, big industrial settings, mm-hmm. uh, shopping centers, hotels. And if you install vinyl uh, they'll take out the old vinyl and recycle it when they install the new. So it's it's a, it's a growing uh, pathway for recycling content. So what is Green Circle certified? Is that a partner you work with? So it's an independent auditor. So our Vantage Vinyl program is setting up goals. And when you join, you agree to, uh, to follow the goals that we're setting out for Sustainable Journey. And you set up what your goals are going to be. And we have an outside auditor that's going to come in and, and Green Circle is going to certify that you are, in fact, meeting your commitments. And then we're going to publicize those goals. So it's a, it's a very transparent, collaborative, consensus-based uh, program to try to, to really move the industry. You know, we're really trying to have an impact. And the only way to do that is to ensure that we're actually verifying. And Green Circle is, is somebody that we're working with that's going to independently go in and verify every year. Mm-hmm. Good. So that's a um, an independent, independent, which yeah. is important because we know some companies just use their own internal people to do sign, scientific studies or something. And then I think some consumers are like, "Well, how legitimate is it?" Right. right. So it's yeah. nice to have an independent uh, body. Well, I think it's it's a legitimate group. Tad is the guy who's helping us out on this. Uh, he's been with us for three years to craft the journey, and he's been doing it for other organizations as well. And he holds us, he holds us pretty serious to these organizations, and he's got a team that will actually go to the facilities and do an inventory to say, let me see your books, and you're not going to get certified um, uh, if you're not meeting the goals that you've set out. That's very good. Uh, so before we go, are there certain things that you do in your own personal life to be sustainable? Do you 
Um, do you drive a hybrid or something? Well, I wish I was more sustainable. We have uh, two we boys. <laughs> yeah, we have two boys, so we have uh, 20 and 27. So I, I, I would say probably we do a lot of recycling in the house. Good. So, uh, you know, I wish our curbside was a lot better. In fact, they just announced, oh, I'm in northern, live in northern Virginia. They just announced they're not going to accept glass back. Oh no! Curbside, yeah, because the market has collapsed for that. Yeah, it's areas. hard to uh, hard to do that when you don't have the resources. So, um, is, is there any like resources we can check you out online or something uh, for listeners if they want to learn more about vinyl and so, what you do? Absolutely. So we have our website is uh, vinylinfo.org and cool. vantagevinyl.com is our other website. Uh, Vantage Vinyl is probably the best place if you're interested in recycling and what we're doing on our journey or if you want to join us or if you want to uh, hold a supplier to uh, our high standards, ask them to uh, certify Vantage Vinyl if you're buying pipes or siding or flooring. We'd love to have them join us. And is that a place where if I want to get rid of my floor, I don't think I will for like 20 years or something, (laughs) but if I do, can I go on there? In 20 years, we sure hope so. (laughs) We sure hope so that there'll be a take-back program for those. But right now, we're we're still building the waste stream to try to collect. Uh, Most of it is uh, take-back to... Uh, commercial installations. Uh, but there are allowed, if you put it back in the waste stream, you can take up to, I think it's three or 5% within the waste stream of uh, vinyl. So not quite ready to take back residential individual vinyl, but we're getting mm. there. Yeah, maybe one day. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And it was a pleasure talking to you. You're welcome. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. That's Ned Monroe, CEO of the Vinyl Institute. Thank you very much, Laura. If you like our show and want to help save the world from all this trash we're consuming, please consider donating to the Zero Waste Countdown. You can become a patron on Podbean. You can find me on Patreon. Or you can donate right on the website, zerowastecountdown.com. And if you're interested in seeing a photo of our guests, you can check us out on Instagram. That's zero underscore waste underscore countdown. And if you want to email me, it's laura at zerowastecountdown.com. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks to all our listeners in America, Canada, Australia, Germany, the UK, and wherever else you may be tuning in from. Together, we're going to change the world. Change starts now. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast.